Welcome back. Hour number three of the Bill Michaels Show. Glad you're with us. Glad you're with us. We'll get back into the Badger talk here in just a second. So, Ben, let me clear something up for me here. Because I yesterday it was Jair Alexander's contract was going to be, what was it, 1.8 or 1.4 or something like that, counting against the salary cap this year. Correct me if I'm wrong. I saw his base salary yesterday was around a million. Okay. So what the, the the salary that I thought was going to count against the cap was 1.4. Now I guess maybe I'm wrong in that sense. Because if he's only they're only saving 8 million cuz he was counting 13 million plus against the cap, which means he's going to count total against the cap this year if they're only saving 8 million instead of 11. Now we're talking three million dollars here, but still, for a team that was cap uh, cap strapped coming into the uh, off season, that means it's about five million total. Correct me if I'm wrong. Frankly, I'm not completely sure. Uh, I I am looking at the services now, and it doesn't look like it's updated with the new contract. Uh, okay, I've heard the six point two be thrown out there as the savings, but I'm not positive. Okay. Because I got to go back and look, but yeah, I I might have to find it. But the Jair Alexander, okay, let me see here. Contract, let me see. I'm trying to find it, but it, it just, it seemed a little off to me. Okay, his base salary this year. Oh, okay, I see what it is. The signing bonus is six million bucks. That's what it is. It's going to count. His base salary is a million. You're correct. The signing bonus he's collecting is six million per year over the next five years to get him to his thirty plus million. So his total cap hit this year is seven million. Okay, that's that's why it is. Okay, got it. So yeah, you're right. Almost, it's almost, uh, it's a little over six and a half million bucks that they're in, that they ended up saving by the time it was all said and done. Okay, now I got it. Because I it just was weird because of the breakdown, the bonus breakdown as to what it was all going to be uh, was just interesting. They'll probably restructure going into next year because next year. The cap hit is twenty million on that contract, and the year after is twenty-two. So, um, and if they wanted to get out of his deal and after twenty twenty-four, they would actually save twelve million dollars. But my assumption would be that there's a restructuring that would come to extend that down the road. But okay, now I get it. So by the time he's done, if indeed. He does not uh, get boosted out of that contract. It'll be a, a total salary uh, that he will have earned as a Green Bay Packer of $98 million. $98 bucks. So there you go. Okay. I was just – because it just was a little confusing the way it was depicted yesterday uh, as opposed to what was being reported today. So now I get it. It's $6 million of the signing bonus. That's what had to get added onto it. So there you go. Okay. Uh, 877-867-1670, Um, Oh, by the way, some of the matchups this year for college football have come out. 
Georgia, Oregon on September 3rd. Notre Dame at Ohio State on September 3rd. But yet Wisconsin at Ohio State on ABC September 24th. Bill, I'm not happy. Why is that? Wisconsin at Ohio State not being Fox Big Noon kickoff is a travesty. <laughs> it's a nationally televised game. I don't care. That means it's an ESPN game because it's uh, it's that e- it's the ESPN's uh, call of that. Which means you get Herb Street and Fowler, which is great, yeah. and I like it. But Fox Big Noon kickoff is the best time slot in college football, and it's a joke that that game is not being played in it. Is is that the new deal? Is is the Fox Big Noon kickoff better than ESPN's game? I definitely if think you figure so. if if Wisconsin and and if Wisconsin is playing extremely well and Ohio State obviously is playing extremely well, d- does College Game Day end up there? Yeah, uh, Wisconsin will likely be three and zero because they play three out of conference games before. Mm-hmm. I can see Ohio State also being undefeated. So yeah. I, I would say it's likely. Definitely doesn't bode well for Wisconsin's chances. I guess I could say that. But I, but to me, that's, you know, well, let's just say Wisconsin goes in and pulls off the upset. How huge would that be? But that, that's neither here nor there right now. But my point is, it, what's bigger now? What's wh- What would you rather have on campus? The Fox Big Noon kickoff? Or would you rather have ESPN's College Game Day? Well, this is where I disagree with everybody. Everybody still says game day because that's also a night game. And for people my age, that means more time for activity before said kickoff. (laughs) Uh, But myself and kind of selfishly, I like Fox Big Noon kickoff, the pregame show more. I like the broadcast more. I love Gus Johnson. I like everything that it is. And it's only it's normally who calls a better game Fowler and Herb Street or Gus Johnson and anybody else. Well, Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt, who I also love. And right. I'm going to say them, and a lot of people disagree. The problem I have with Gus Johnson is everything is hype. I, I, I love Herb Street on the call. He's so... He's so good. And, when, and again, this goes back to when you have Kirk Herb Street and Chris Fowler, it's always a big game. That has that big game feel. That's like Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. That's like, you know, Tony Romo being on the call. You know, that's that's that, you know, Collinsworth and Al Michaels. That's that, now Tarico. That's that big game feel. That's the reason I guess I like that, because that has that magnitude to it. Um, I, I, you know, look, I, you know, I, I've, I've seen Gus Johnson on the call in big games, I guess. Um, and there's always a level of excitement to it that he brings to it, no doubt. But just sometimes, man, the hype from Gus. But I appreciate the fact, too, that Gus gets into the moment. He gets into the big play. He's not biased. He just gets into the big play. So that, I, you know, I guess they, they, they both are very credible in their own right. I guess maybe it's just more traditional for college game day. I definitely think Johnson is better on football than he is on basketball. Because in the NBA playoffs, the first two quarters don't really matter nearly as much, right? Right. But football, someone gets a big tackle on third and five or whatever. I think it fits. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. So here we go. 
Uh, we were talking about Wisconsin Badger football a little earlier, and this one's from Kyle. says, unless Wisconsin lowers their admission standards and makes exceptions for students like Barry was able to do, i.e. Brent Moss, uh, Wisconsin's never going to win a natty. Uh, will they uh, ever compete? Sure, but they will never be in the same sentence as Alabama's world. Uh, see, I don't think it just comes down to academic standards. I really don't. Um, Ronald says profile was only elevated because they had some bruisers at running back. Since those years, they have not really had a great running back in an average offensive line. Are you talking about the profile of the Badgers? I to me, it's 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 this, and it's it's pretty much this way uh, in many uh, college athletics. It's what your offensive line is, what your defensive line is, and what your quarterback is. If you're going to do anything to really raise the level of exposure, remember Ohio State passed on Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow was a backup to the backup, went on to LSU and ended up winning a national title. You're hoping to get a couple of four- or five-star recruits at Wisconsin. If you get one, that's a big deal. Where Wisconsin has three or four of those dudes laying in the weeds, just waiting, waiting to play. And then they go into the portal after getting a year of tutelage there, and then they go somewhere else, and they have uh, an immense amount of success. So I, uh, I, I get it, but to me, can Graham, can Graham just kind of go to the next level and really become – Everything that you hoped he was going to be coming out of high school. Right, Ben? I mean, am I wrong in that assumption? I, to, to me, this year, you're really looking for Wisconsin to take a step and Graham Mertz to take a step and to really be that big-time quarterback that everybody's been hoping for. Uh, yeah, I, 100%. That's where a lot of their success is going to have to come from. I think the line will be better, but a lot of it will rest on him. It's also worth noting that their best recruiting efforts in terms of talent were 2019 through 21 and those guys are now or and 2022 I guess as well those guys are now sophomores juniors so Mm -hmm. in theory they have more talent star wise in the building than they ever have so this could be that time where they take that step but yeah a lot of it's going to fall on him yep no doubt uh 877-867-1670 if you want to hit us up give us your thoughts what do you feel what do you feel the Badgers' expectations should be year in and year out? I'm mean, not just a year in which they've had some good recruits, but year in and year out. What should that be? Um, and and as Ben stated, he didn't think they'd ever win a national title just because they don't compete when it comes to the recruiting aspect with the likes of a team like Alabama. Um, sometimes you can now. What it's going to take is to get that level of respect. You got to win a title, so. You can't you, – you, I get it from Badger fans all the time. Well, we need the respect. We need the respect. Well, you, you got to earn it. And in the biggest games, the biggest moments, the biggest spotlights, the brightest spotlights, you got to win. You, you, you got to get a national title under your belt. And then you start to – that starts to matriculate into better recruiting, being able to open more doors. Suddenly you're on the same playing field, if you will, maybe with uh, the likes of an Ohio State rather than fighting for the same – likes of, say, a Michigan, or maybe just below that, um, I, then you start to get in there more and more often. And then you got to have the same success. You can't then take two steps back and say, okay, we got to the Final Four, we ended up winning a title, and now all of a sudden you're barely fighting for the West, or you don't even you can't get back out of the, the Big Ten. you got to be consistent in doing so. So that I understand. 
to raise that profile and keep it there, which is a, a monumental task to be able to do if you're the Wisconsin Badgers. 877-867-1670. Uh, Greg says, probably an 8-4 and four no-name bowl again this season. Is this season an 8-4 and four season, Ben? As of now, I would say no. And I, I don't want to sound like a crazy pessimist because I do like this team this year. And I like what Wisconsin did in the offseason with the coaching staff. I, I'm just talking more big picture. I, I don't think it's an 8-4 and four season. No. I think no. they should be able to win the West again, go to Indy. And the problem is this Ohio State team is going to be so unstoppable that I think it's going to cloud our, our view of how good this Wisconsin team is. But that's months down the road. It is uh, set it going in and coming out of last year. I said, I think this season's going to be a 10-2 and two year. I don't know where the two losses are coming from, but I'm going with a 10-2 and two year. Give or take a game. They win the West. Um, and I, I, I agree with you. I think since since I think Ohio State, um, boy, I they 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 are going to come out seething this year. I I almost look at them as like this steamroller. That's just everybody during the regular season. They're just going to throw by the wayside because they're targeting right now Michigan, big time after everything that went on over there in Columbus when they got beat by the Wolverines. And they get the Wolverines at the shoe this year, too. And they get Wisconsin at the shoe this year, too. 877-867-1670. Hang in there. We got that. We got a little more chat about Josh Hader and some interesting commentary, and I think unfair commentary, about the Brewers' Josh Hader. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. It's a new male medical reminding you they have a 98% success rate at treating guys with ED. 98%. And uh, which is all but guaranteeing that they can help you out with that. But if it's, uh, say, low T got you down, if you're just kind of dragging, you're tired and just don't have the energy to even go to the gym uh, and work out, maybe walk around the block, whatever, and you're over the age of 30, it could be some low T. Could help you out with that. They, uh, they do that there, and they do it better than anybody else. And then it's uh, T-shirt season. We all know that. It's going to get warm again. Today's a little bit cool, but it's going to get warm again. And if you're uh, packing on the extra pounds and you want to look better in a T-shirt, you just want to look better and feel better. Take off the extra weight. Take it off the knees. Take it off, you know, the ankles and such, and just uh, not feel winded walking up the stairs. Get a hold of our friends over at New Mel Medical. They can help you out. They have an all-new program when it comes to the all-in-one weight loss program they've expounded upon the old program made it better and they have different things that can help you out whether it's different meal plans different supplements whatever it happens to be they can help you out but go in and get your blood checked the numbers checked all that kind of good stuff and and see for yourself what new male medical center can do uh, with the medical experts dr tim and the gang they take care of you so call them 414-455-4451 Five one. They are the medical experts over there at New Mel Medical. But you can't do anything if you don't call. So give them a buzz. 414-455-4451. So we were talking earlier 
uh, about Josh Hader and about his numbers and what he's putting up. And I, I just, I kind of threw it out there. I said, look, you know, with what he's doing, and, and it's far too early in his career to start labeling him one of the best or most dominant closers in baseball, okay? But right now he is, and that's undeniable. So I'm not saying he can keep this kind of pace up because eventually he's going to give up some runs, some hits and such. We all know it's coming. But still, for what he's done in his early career, it's it's been nothing short of amazing. So Lloyd writes, but he needs to have more of a postseason resume to enter the discussion, hence why Mo uh, Mariano, River, uh, Mariano Rivera was in a class by himself. He uh, does have the stuff to enter the argument if the team can make and win in the postseason. Well, here's the problem, okay? Um, and, and Brian says he's got a long way to go to catch Rivera, and when his fastball starts to go, he'll have to rely on secondary pitches, but I believe he's well on his way to becoming a Hall of Famer as long as he stays healthy. And others have said kind of the same thing. But the, the argument is, well, he doesn't have a postseason resume. Well, wait a minute. I, I agree with that. Uh, Drew Fluffy Co- Coates says still needs to have a postseason success. Rivera, uh, Rivera wasn't the best because of what he did in the regular season. He was the best because of what he was unhittable in the postseason. Well, but you can't put all that on Hater. The Brewers, first of all, have had numerous catchers. Okay. Also, the Brewers have not had sustained success in the postseason. They've gotten there. But they've got to win more and hit more and have more leads for him to be successful. Because if, if they don't have a lead, he's not seeing the game. So you can't put all that on Josh Hader. You just got to look at the numbers that he's posting, right? Ben, am I wrong here? I'm with you. And, I mean, uh, the numbers, I, longevity is a real thing, but sure. y- you could put his take away like a war throughout entire season wins above replacement. His war per 162 games on average is mm-hmm. as high as name a hall of fame closer. Right. That's what I'm saying. Where he's at right now is on pace. If not better than some of the greatest closers in the game ever. Second fastest to ever get 500 strikeouts. I think like three innings behind Araldis Chapman. Correct. Now, we know Araldis Chapman eventually he ended up getting drilled, and it, it is what it is. It was a rather quick quick career, so to speak, being on top. But Josh Hader's done it consistently. And, you know, the funny thing is, you, um, going back to one of the emails, well, when his fastball leaves, well, who's the hell? who the hell says his fastball's leaving? Nolan Ryan was still throwing mid-90s at the end of his career, and he was in his 40s. I'm not I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about that at all. So, I mean 877-867-1670, I the, like it's not like a hitter. It's it's not like you all of a sudden lose the ability to put bat to ball or the ability where your power just kind of goes away at the age of 33, 34, 35, you know, pitchers, good pitchers that take care of themselves, they throw for a long time, man. They can throw effectively. Now, he may have to learn another pitch or come up with something else. I get that. But as it stands right now, where he's at, I'm, 
No problem at all. I think it's unfair. Um, what I said was, can we begin to think of him in this particular way? I just don't think we can. Not yet, but when you start talking about some of the greatest closures of all time, yeah, for the first five, six years of their career, and you look at his numbers, psh, better believe it. Better believe it. You said it to start off the show. I think trading him would be a travesty. I do too. No matter who is waiting in the wings and how good Devin Williams is, they cannot trade him. I, I, do, I do too. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, go ahead and give us a shout. Um... But I, I just I think it's an interesting argument, and people just want to kind of downplay what he's done. Uh, David says, "I hope that Brewers keep him around. You don't want to just get rid of him just because you feel like you can't afford him." Uh, John says he's only blown one save over the last two seasons, forty-eight out of forty-nine, which is ninety-eight percent. In contrast, Bob Wickman used to close about 80, 80 to eighty-five percent of his save opportunities. Um. John says, uh, yeah, he gave up a home run to Freddie Freeman last year, game four, which turned out to be the winning run for my Braves. Only the best show up in the most important situations. Well, wait a minute. But how many times has he actually been in that situation? Again, you're also talking about a team that didn't hit the baseball. I agree with you. And Mariano Rivera has given up runs in the postseason. Don't act like he hasn't. But you've got to get there numerous times to be able to say, this is the kind of record I've achieved over longevity. But you can't negate the regular season on what he's done. Um, Justin says, all I know is that uh, the Brewers need to pay the man whatever he wants, and we need to keep him around in Milwaukee. It would be crazy for any fans that want to trade him away midseason just to get tr just to try to get a haul for him, why would you break up a really good thing in the back end of the bullpen right now? Uh, Matt says no and no. He's the best closer in baseball right now, but he blew two chances to go to the World Series. Heavy lies the crown. Two chances. Two chances. Tell me the other chance, Matt. Um, so it was, it was just an interesting discussion, but it's, um, Rob says, let's pump the brakes a little bit. I, nobody's saying he is the best. I said right now, could he end up being the most dominant closer in baseball? If he continues this? Yeah. Yes. But the Brewers got to get him to the postseason more often than not. If the Brewers falter and let's say the Brewers Mm. let's say the Brewers cannot find enough offense over time to get themselves consistently into the postseason, then that's when you would look at maybe trading away Josh Hader. Otherwise, no, I'm not getting rid of Josh Hader. It does help his uh, case that the team often struggles to score more than three runs in a game. So every right. single game is three to two. Yeah. That helps the save numbers. Mm-hmm. 
That's why that stretch when they were beating the hell out of Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, that stretch, he didn't get used a whole lot. Now, granted, they didn't want to use him because he had the back spasms, but he didn't get used a whole lot in those situations just because they were they were crushing a ball at that point. Um, David says he probably will not end up being the best closer in baseball, but he's going to end up being probably one of the top five. You have to really think as to whether or not you want to get rid of a guy like that. When you have that position solidified, why would you mess with it? That's from David listening to the program. David, I, that's just, it was just one of those thoughts I wanted to throw out earlier today. And I kind of got into that discussion. And I think, and every day uh, that Josh Hader comes out and performs extremely well, people say, boy, he's, he's not his most valuable. You got to get rid of him. Why are you always trying to get rid of the guy to find the next piece? Why, when you found, because he is the next piece. He's young. He's got a lively arm. He's still controllable. And, yeah, he's going to make a lot of money, but that's because he's damn good. So why would you then turn around and try to get rid of the guy? It doesn't make sense. 877-867-1670. I just sometimes the mentality of always wanting to win something, but yet as soon as somebody gets good, you got to trade them away to get something better or to get more for a guy that you feel you're not going to be able to eventually afford. And someday you might not be able to. Who knows? I I, I don't know. But I, I just I hate to see the Milwaukee Brewers, much like the Packers, you go through the draft, you go through the process of grooming them, you cultivate them, you find a spot for them. They do more than excel. They become superstars in their own right, and all of a sudden it's like, well, we can't afford them. Let's get rid of them. When this is what you've been waiting for, you do everything you can to hang on to those pieces to continue to build around them, to continue to accentuate that. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Stoley's Hog Alley. Have you followed it on uh, Facebook? Stoley's Hog Alley under construction, but that's okay. Still stop in. It's going to be beautiful when it's done. They're just they're gutting that thing, gutting it down to the shell, but they're still open. And by September, it's going to be beautiful. Going to be beautiful out there. Stop in and see our friends Jeff and Alicia at Stoley's Hog Alley in Summit right there in Oconomowoc. Or maybe even Stoll's Old 109 right up there in uh, Watertown. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Grounds coming up on uh, Monday, June 6th. Monday, June 6th, only a few weeks away for that event, uh, but uh, less than uh, three weeks, as a matter of fact. It was three weeks yesterday they're going to be here. So thanks to JY for coming on the program a little bit earlier today as well. Also, this portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at uh, Pindell, a quality machining manufacturing company right here in our own backyard. Now, uh, I 
I don't know where the workforces went. Uh, we were talking about this yesterday. A buddy of mine and, and I were kind of talking about, you know, how things have changed. But Pindell, when, you know, things change, you need to up your game. And they did. And they are paying more. Uh, they're giving you better benefits. And uh, they're training you uh, to do it. So if you're looking for a job, you're looking for something new, new career, and it's a career, go to Pindell, P-I-N-D-E-L.com, Pindell.com. Again, Pindell. Dot com And it's made right here in our own backyard, all their machine parts, and right here in America. So think about that before it's all said and done. Go to Pindell.com. Uh, we were just in here talking a little while ago uh, about Josh Hader and Corbin Burns and Woodruff and Hader being one of the best closers in baseball and on the trajectory of his career and where he's at right now, the spectacular numbers that he's putting up are just crazy in comparison to some of the best closers of all time. Uh, Luke says Burns hater a lot with long hair seem to be pitch seem to pitch better. Not sure if the actual numbers show this. There has to be a correlation with this. Trying to see the release as a batter, etc. Well, don't forget. Remember a guy like Dennis Eckersley was a long haired reliever, uh, but Trevor Hoffman never was, and neither was Mariano Rivera. Um. Just, I, I don't know. I think more so just because Josh Hader, the way he pitches, the toe pointed backwards, the fact that he starts with his arms, glove, ball, everything behind him, and then as he comes around to deal, almost not as dramatic as, say, a Fernando Valenzuela from years gone by, but the fact that he has that it's not an over-the-top release point that you can catch coming out of the batter's eye. It's a lower release point. It's almost a sidearm release point. Uh, you go back to a guy like, remember years gone by, Kent Colvey was the first submariner, a guy that threw way under and almost threw upward, so to speak, when he pitched for the Pittsburgh Pirates years ago. Uh, he was the first real kind of sidearm submarine bandit, so to speak. So, yeah, Josh Hader's got a little bit of that in him. Uh, not to the same dramatic sense, but it, look, he throws 97 consistently. He's got a breaking ball that comes in anywhere from 7 to 12 miles an hour less. It, it just it, it throws hitters off, and he can throw it for strikes. He can throw it for strikes. If he just can I mean, I go back to the years of, of the Nasty Boys when I was growing up and watching the Big Red Machine with Lou Pinella. Lou Pinella uh, used to go to those guys consistently. Rob Dibble would heat you up. I mean, just heat you up, 95, 97 miles an hour, just heat you up. And then had that huge big slider that got you way out in front. He had two pitches. Same with Josh Myers. He had two pitches. That was it. They just they just come in, heat you up, and then eat you up with just off-speed stuff. That was it. It wasn't like they had this big, giant breaking ball, and then they could go to a slider, and then they could go to a changeup that had break to it, and then he had a knuckleball. Didn't have all that. He had two pitches. Two pitches. That was it. Uh, 877-867-1670. Quisenberry, same thing. Jeffrey, thank you very much. Dan Quisenberry, same thing. Same type of pitcher. But when it comes to the all-time greats, there's Trevor Hoffman, Mariano Rivera, and then everybody else pretty much falls secondary. Uh, but there's been a lot of closers that have had enormous success in a two- and three-year run only to flame out where Hader's been pretty much consistent since the day he went into that role. And he's been a hell of a thrower since pretty much the day he came into the bigs. 
What he needs now is three, four, five more seasons of this type of performance with a winning team to continue to rack up the season over 100 saves to continue to rack up the saves. And then he'll get there. Uh, Kevin says, what about Randy Johnson? Randy Johnson was a big wide thrower like that too, but Randy Johnson was just such a long stride, um, you know, being tall. I think he was six, 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 seven, something like that. Such a long stride. And he also came with that semi sidearm style of throw. Yeah, I agree with that. So it's it's just it was just a question. I'm not saying that he is. I'm just saying that when you start to really watch the dominance that he has and you enjoy it and then you see it over and over and over again, do you start to garner an appreciation for where he is, what he's doing, and the numbers that he's putting up early on in his career are very reminiscent of some of the best closers in baseball ever. Now, whether or not longevity is going to be his friend or not, we'll wait and see. But for what he's doing in the here and the now, you got to step back and appreciate it. You just do. 877-867-1670. Uh, did we get any of what Tiger had to say today, Ben? I have. I've, I've seen them floating in the ether. Okay. Because um, I know that uh, Tiger spoke. Oh, yeah. I have some of the clips. We could do that next. Do you? Okay. Because you see Tiger's his group. Spoke. Uh, is that Rory and Phil? No, uh, no. F- Phil, Who is it? With, Phil withdrew. Phil withdrew. That's Phil, what I thought. Phil's not playing. It is the power group of Rory, Tiger, Spieth. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I did see that. I did see that. I saw something about Phil, and they were comparing it with Tiger, and I thought maybe Phil decided to come back. So when you said that, I am out of the loop of the current headline. So it's Rory, Tiger, and Jordan Spieth. To go off the tee on Thursday, what, the 11-something Central Time? 8 a.m., 8-11. 8-11 Central Time. I have some other highlights as well. If Okay. 8-11 on Thursday, one thirty-six on Friday. Wow. And the last time the PGA Championship was held at Southern Hills, who won it? Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. Yeah, Tiger Woods. I don't think Tiger's going to win it, don't get me wrong, but it's a place that he really enjoys playing. This is one of those I'm going to put money on him because if he wins and I don't have money on him, I'm going to be mad. You hate yourself. Yeah. But then if he doesn't yeah. win, I'm totally fine peeing away the money. Right. Know? Right. How much are you going to put on him, though? 50 uh, t- 10 bucks. Oh, okay. No, no. I am by no means a high-stakes gambler. Uh, well, that's, 50's not high stakes, is it? Well, it depends on your budget, I guess. It depends on the volume and, yeah, <laughs> right. the bankroll, if you will. Not nah, just yeah. throw a little 10 there. To... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, Rory, Tiger, and Jordan Spieth at 8.11 a.m. Central Time on Thursday and one thirty six Central Time on Friday. Speaking of Thursday, come on out. Watch, uh, watch a lot of the golf with us. We're going to be live from... Social House, H-A-U-S, on Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. Going to be out there for the grand reopening, which is going to take place. And a portion of the proceeds going to go to Fisher House, Wisconsin. So that's one of the reasons we're going to be there. We're looking forward to it. Uh, Gary D'Amato is going to join us that day as well. So we're going to talk with him. we got a lot of stuff coming up that day. We're going to hear some special guests on site that are going to stop by, which I'm looking forward to as well. So it should be a lot of fun. And we'll just kind of mix them in. 
mix. I think we got a special guest coming up on, at eleven thirty on Thursday. Uh, not special in the sense of big name or anything like that, but just uh, you know some cool things to promote. So we got a lot of good stuff coming up on Thursday. Hey, by the way, tomorrow Frankie Winters is going to join the program. Former Green Bay Packers Super Bowl winner, center to one Brett Favre. Good talk with Frankie. Frankie's going to be inducted into the Gridiron Greats Hall of Fame. Coming up on Friday night, we're going to talk with him a little bit about that. So that's tomorrow on the program as well. Uh, stepping away, taking a quick break. We'll be back. Hey, uh, um, I just got an email. I got. I want to do this because I was going to talk a little bit about them anyway. But, uh, and this came to me from uh, from Cassidy. Cassidy said, uh, when's the next time you're going to go back downtown? Or will you? They're holding a big press conference down there today about the gun violence. Uh, I'm going down there, and I'm going to support the people that I always support. Um, I'm, I enjoy downtown. I enjoy Milwaukee. Uh, I love going down there consistently. So, no, I am not shying away. I still love going to the St. Kate, still love going to the Fister, still love going to the restaurants. Uh, as a matter of fact, speaking to my buddy Gino and his restaurant, uh, San Giorgio Calderon Club, right there, going to be down there. Uh, going down to support them, continue to go. Uh, it's a terrific place, and just because of some idiots that happen to to do some stupid things down there, I am not going to have my friends, the other businesses in the area suffer. I encourage you to be smart. Be vigilant, be pro downtown, make it wherever you're at. It doesn't have to be, you know, Milwaukee, whether it's Eau Claire, La Crosse or Madison or whatever, Green Bay, Platteville, you name it. But I'm still going to go. I'm still going to go, still going to support the businesses because they deserve it. Uh, They didn't ask for this. So uh, please don't please don't run away from them. Uh, Stop down. Say hello. Go say hi to Gino over at Calderon Club or San Giorgio. Robin at San Giorgio. And I'm going to go have a pizza. Going to pair it up with Cider Boys. Going to have a good time. And I am not going to let those that want to scare you scare me. It's just not going to happen. So I encourage you to still do your thing. Do your part. Uh, Don't let them scare you. Just be vigilant. And just also be very, very aware of your surroundings. And uh, and we're all good to go. Okay? Uh, Let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. We're going to hear from Tiger Woods coming up. In just a moment, also uh, Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers, coming up in the next hour. Stay tuned for that. Um, ben, did you see that Nike has signed its first high school athletes to an NIL deal? No. Yep. I did not see Two that. Two soccer players, sisters. Alyssa and Giselle Thompson, signed by Nike. Alyssa is a junior. Giselle is a sophomore at Harvard-Westlake High School in L.A., both inked an undisclosed agreement only days after Nike announced its deal with UCLA Soccer, and uh, which is uh, Ryland Turner and then Stanford golfer Rachel Heck. The Thompsons posted on Instagram showing a trip to a Nike on Saturday and resulted in an NIL deal. Both sisters are committed to play soccer at Stanford, and they're members of the U.S. National Youth System for Soccer as well. So you've got high school players now signing NIL deals. Very different discussion, but I feel like we're going to see some high-level recruits, football I know better, but move from states where NIL is not allowed in high school to those where it is. 
Because that's not a universally agreed upon law at this point. If you have a really talented youth um, and you feel that college uh, athletics are definitely in the future and big-name college athletics, uh, you're right. You could see families picking up, especially if you can do your job from home, picking up and moving to a state across a border, what have you, to where that student can then enroll at a particular high school and then collect money while doing it. Boy, I tell you what, you're. This is one of those slippery slopes, man. It's like, look, good. I'm waiting for the first NIL deal for uh, a kid in grade school. Like this, just incredible basketball, baseball player, some seventh or eighth grader that is going to go to a high school or such, but that of ilk. But they're going to sign a deal, and I can see the marketing aspect of it. I, I get it. Because you want to catch, whether you're Under Armour or Nike or anybody else for that matter, Adidas, you want to catch them really young. You want to get them thinking what their product is is cool and those around them thinking it's cool because we all know society kind of dictates fashion. And that's what that's all about. Under Armour has been the mainstay for a long time now when it comes to physical fitness wear, um, where Nike has been the shoe. Adidas has been the shoe, but because Under Armour is not the, the best of shoes. But Adidas and Nike have been sh- fighting for the shoe contract, while Under Armour has pretty much owned the apparel a- aspect of it. So, interesting. I'm sure if and LeBron then, James's kid was in, say, fourth grade right now, he would already have a deal. He'd probably have a shoe deal. Well, don't forget, Giannis divined, uh, designed a kid's shoe for Giannis's kid right after he was born. So... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, now that's part of Giannis's contract, but Giannis's kid was the inspiration for kids' shoes under the Giannis brand. There you have it. Uh, 877-867-1670. So we're going to hear from Tiger coming up after the top of the hour. Tiger had some things to say about his trip back out on the uh, golf course. Also, Peter Bukowski uh, is going to be joining us. We're going to talk with him about what he's hearing up at uh, Lambeau Field. Uh, Joe Barry, we're going to hear Joe Barry's presser, but... Joe Barry speaking to the media and uh, kind of, you know, dropping a few tidbits, so to speak, about thoughts going into this season and the fact that he's got a lot of talent, a lot of talent to work with over on the defensive side of the football. So we'll we'll get into that uh, coming up here in a short period of time as well. But some interesting stuff there. So Peter Bukowski is going to be joining us uh, just after the top of the hour. So stay tuned as we talk some uh, Packers football. We'll hear from Tiger Woods. We'll hear more from the Green Bay Packers and Joe Barry all in the next hour of the program. We're jam-packed. Speaking of football, Deshaun Watson is awaiting his meeting with Roger Goodell in the NFL. Decisions are going to be made this week as to what uh, it may look like regarding suspension time for Deshaun Watson. But after that, did you read that Deshaun Watson's taking all his guys down to the Bahamas? Yes. Where they're going to work out. They're going to work out. He is paying for everybody on the uh, on the offensive side that he wants to work with to go to uh, the Bahamas so they can work together and begin to get a feel for one another. Not quite sure how long he's going to be sat, but you know, or if at all, we'll wait and see because stranger things have happened. But because uh, maybe he gets time served for not being able to play at all last year, even though that was more of the team's decision rather than his. 
But, uh, but yeah, he uh, has decided to bring everybody down to the Bahamas offensively for Cleveland so he can begin to throw him passes and work with him a little bit. You got uh, Russell Wilson bringing everybody to his house, throwing footballs in the backyard, trying to get guys on the same page. We've seen Tom Brady do it where he's taking guys to a high school nearby, even during COVID, and they were working out. So... Guys trying to get a jump start in the season and try to get some familiarity and get on the same page and talk and such. All happening. All happening right now throughout the NFL. But no Rodgers. No, I didn't really want to go there. I mean, that's what everybody's thinking. I know I it, but I didn't really it. want to go there. I, I know. Would've. I know. That's okay. You throw that big bucket of cold water on the conversation. I get it. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at the Sunset Grill. They're out there in Pewaukee. Our girl Trish runs the joint. Ask her if she's got those leather pants. Ask her. But uh, in all seriousness, they got a great deck. It sits right there on the water. You can bring your boat up to it, climb off, go to the deck, sit back, have a, have a couple of beverages or get a good meal, whatever it happens to be, or just enjoy some sports on the tube. Really cool place out there in Lake Country on Pewaukee Lake. Sunset Grill on Pewaukee Lake. Got to get in there. Got to go tell Bernie and the whole staff we said hi. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.